Chris, can I just say um, welcome back, a very warm welcome back, in fact, to uh, celebrate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in 2022. And RAF Cosford, obviously, on the 12th of June, will be uh, putting on a big show as we've been used to in the past. Absolutely. It's uh, it's good to be back, Patrick. Um, yeah, after two years away, I think we've really, really missed putting it on. You know, an event like an air show is really hard work to put on, but um, when you don't do it for a year or two, it's surprising how much you miss it. Absolutely. And I think the one thing also that one is very aware of is the fact that uh, it's very much a platform for you to introduce people to uh, the world of the RAF and also, of course, the uh, the fact that the Defence College of Technical Training is the very base at, uh, at Cosford. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I agree completely with everything you've said there. Um, of course, being in the Royal Air Force, we naturally do work away from the public eye a lot of the time. A lot of what we do is behind the wire, so to speak. So to be able to throw open the gate to the airfields once every year and allow people to see close up what their Royal Air Force is doing for them to meet you know all the the people who serve in the in the Air Force and wear the uniform and understand a little bit better about what their day jobs entail and the commitment they put in every day is is something important for us to allow to happen. Absolutely. I mean, what about your own background? How did you come to be in the RAF? Where did it all start? I was uh, the son of somebody in the army, um, but I had an uncle who served in the Royal Air Force. And my father was quite keen that I did join the military, but he was more than happy that I didn't choose the army. And yes, my uncle uh, worked on aircraft. He was an aircraft engineer. So um, every time we went to visit uh, him and his family, I would be whisked away at a young age, we're talking maybe 10 years old, even a bit younger, uh, and taken to the aircraft hangars, particularly tornadoes, uh, and looked around those and put in the cockpit from a very young age. So I, I got the bug very, very early on to join the Royal Air Force. And of course, the STEM hangar is very much part of the of the RAF Cosford Air Show, but the STEM hangar itself brings all together the elements that make up what is about training and being in part of and being involved with something like the RAF. Absolutely, and I think the engineering bit is key because, you know, I can remember being at school, although it's a, lot, a very long time ago, but I think any child or any young person sat in lessons sometimes, they struggle to understand what you know, what positive and, and real applications maths and um, sciences can have. But of course, if you come to the air show and then you come to the STEM hangar and you meet people who are applying those mathematic and, you know, physics principles on a daily basis through engineering, then suddenly you see a little spark, you know, behind the eyes and you, you suddenly see somebody thinking, okay, so if I actually continue to work hard at school, this is something I could be doing in the future. So that's the really great thing about the STEM hangers. And also, I suppose, as well, I mean, the whole idea of having an opportunity for people to get involved in that situation is fantastic. But what sort of intake have you had of young recruits for, into the RAF based on the, on the, on the talks we're having about STEM hanger? Yeah, I mean, the, the intake's always very good. I mean, for every person who's successful in joining, you know, the Royal Air Force and putting the uniform on, there's uh, usually a number of people behind them who maybe didn't quite make it at the first attempt or aren't going to make it at all. So it's something that a lot of people um, do try and apply to do, and not everybody succeeds. Um, you know, prior to working in my job at Cosford, I actually worked in Irish recruitment, so I'm, I'm acutely aware of the number of young men and women who knock on our door and try try to get in. And, um, yeah, not everybody does succeed. So over the last two years, recruitment's been very good. Um, we've seen a lot of young people coming through Cosford to start their careers in engineering and, and other trades that we look after and long may that continue what is your aircraft that sort of if you like represent that period we're talking about the sort of 70 year period we're talking about takes me back to the english electric lightning which was very much at the forefront of the RAF's activities back in the sort of 50s going into the 60s. And uh, 
that was one aircraft that came to mind. And also, uh, we had now, of course, we have the F-35, which is the Lockheed Martin F-35, and is basically a Lightning II. It has Lightning by its name, but because the American uh, Air Force had recognized the Lightning going back to the, to the 60s. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, wildly different aircraft, you know, separated maybe by 50 or 60 years. And you'll remember yourself, Patrick, from the 2018 show, we did actually have original lighting on the ground as part of our fighter lineup. So you never know, maybe we can do something again. And also, I remember sort of times we've seen the Queen standing on the balcony at Buckingham Palace and watching the Red Arrow fly over. Thurlow Nat was very much at the forefront of the launch of the Red Arrows, and then, of course, we moved to the Hawk T1, which they've been using, and uh, that's since 1979. Yeah, and of course with the Hawk T1, of um, you know, it's retired from frontline service as such, and we've moved over to the Hawk T2. But what we've seen at Cosford over the last couple of years is, is a growth in the number of Hawk T1s we have um, that we now use as training aids. Of course, you'll know yourself from having visited Cosford that we only use Jaguar aircraft, and we also have a large number of Tornadoes, um, but we do also have quite a few um, Hawk T1s. So anybody coming to the air show this year is uh, going to see a nice little lineup of Hawk aircraft as well. Fantastic stuff. All in all, though, it's great to see the show coming back. 12th of June, obviously, uh, people can put in their diaries. The one thing that is, it's a ticket-only event. You have to buy a ticket in advance. Now, I know that people will have probably not uh, had a refund from the tickets they bought for the 2020 event, but they can apply, and those tickets can be used for 2022. But obviously, people have to buy tickets in advance, and obviously, ticket sales are now available if people want to buy tickets, yeah? That's correct, yeah. So absolutely right. If somebody had a ticket for 2020, and of course that didn't happen, and then rolled over to 21 and that didn't happen, if they still have those tickets and didn't get a refund, then those tickets are valid actually for this year. For those people who are looking to come this year and don't have tickets, then you're absolutely right. It's advanced ticket only, so you need to go and buy one. Uh, you can't turn up on the day without a ticket. People will be turned away if they, in, in that case. So I would just advise anybody to avoid disappointment to get to um, www.cosfordairshow.co.uk and follow the links there if you want to make sure that you can be there at Cosford on the 12th of June. Give us that link one more time. www.cosfordairshow.co.uk uh, and tickets can be bought from there. That's absolutely fantastic. Chris, great to have you back. Can we wish you all the very best for the 12th of June in celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee for 2022? Thank you very much, Patrick, and I hope to see you on the day as well. Fantastic stuff. That's lovely.